Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live. Praise the Lord. Overflowing life. I am so glad to be with you this morning. I have a confession. I got caught up looking up something. You know, it's called internet gossip. You know, you see a name, a blast from the past, and I was just kind of curious about some things. (laughs) I'm amazed at the things that God lets other people get away with, that he won't let me get away with. And they're still anointed. They still preach, teach, travel all over the world and are international all over the place. I find that amazing. Now, I realize it's not my business. It's God's business. Uh, He is responsible for his sheep. He's responsible for his leadership. He knows the timing of everything, but currently we live in an information highway. Now, the truth of the matter is, on the downside of this information highway, if a lie gets out there, people perceive it to be true, and anything can be made to look like the truth. You know, deception is like that. Deception is one of those areas that talks you, doesn't like for you to talk about. As I was saying, we live in a world where it's so easy for the lie, a lie to look like a truth. And so often in our walk with the Lord, a spirit of deception or deception or deceptive people come into our sphere of influence to knock us off our A-game. Our A-game is our anointed game. It's our appointed game. It's our assigned game. That's our A-game. It's where God wants us when he wants us, the way he wants us. The steps of a righteous man are ordered by God. God supplies all our needs according to his riches and glory. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I was looking at one of our Christian superstars. Living in and out of sin. And my prayer goes out to him. Because at what point do we operate in deception and destruction, seducing God's people and not be held account to God? It looks good on screen. You know what? I wasn't even when I was I wasn't even trying to go there. 
But you know what? Deception is deception. And we need to ask God to open up the eyes of our understanding, to let us not be deceived in these last days. Because when we're not living right as leaders, we are carrying and influencing the next generation of leadership in the church. When we're not living right as mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, I know in my own life people always want you to be other than anointed, appointed, and assigned by God. What I found in my personal life, I don't care who I'm talking to. God doesn't give me another assignment. He doesn't tell me to be one way in the pulpit and another way with my sister, another way with my mama, another way with cousin them, another way with the guy next door. There's only one way to walk. When you're on assignment, when you're anointed by God, you don't you you don't have nine lives. It's witchcraft that perpetuated that lie, even about a cat. You don't have nine lives. You have one, one life to give to the Lord, one life to show forth His glory. And to preach the word of God in power and to appear to have this anointing, but you're living defiled. David talked about secret sin, but when his sin was found out, David changed. Why? David was a king. He represented a kingdom. Kings can't live any old kind of way. They may have the money, the resources. But when you're a king, you're a king. You're expected to live a life of integrity. We are king kids. Jesus is king. He's king of kings. That's not talking about natural royalty because he's that too. But we are kings and priests unto our God. We are a holy nation. We represent 24-7. Someone should be able to pinch you in your sleep, and you should be able to prophesy and speak God's word. Because the word of God should be in your, you so much. Your mind, your will, your emotions. You said, Shirelle, it doesn't take all of that. It does. Now, you may not be there. But because you're not there doesn't mean that that's not the way we're supposed to live. I can't imagine Jesus cursing you out when he wasn't on the mountaintop teaching because you stepped on his toe and it hurt. Get the picture in your mind because I want you to think about this the next time. Um, you have your moment. Jesus is walking, preaching and teaching. The crowds are following him. Peter bumps up against him, makes him trip. Jesus hops up, 
and curses Peter out. Would you follow a man like that? Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Father, help us not make excuses for the areas in our life that we won't bring in submission to you. Now, I may not be there, but I'm like David. If you find it out, whether I know it or not, when it's found out and I realize, God, this is not like you. I need to have a heart to change. God can deal with a heart that wants to change. You see, we are anointed and appointed, assigned to a specific place of specific people, a specific cause. Jesus knew why he came, what he was here to do, and what he was going to do. He did what he needed to do. He didn't let the bells and the whistles and people wanting to make him an earthly king impress him. He did what he needed to do, and he got up on out of here. <laughs> he died on the cross. He was resurrected. Then he came back. He was resurrected, and in his resurrected body, he did what he needed to do. Then he left to be with his father. That's where we come in, church. That's who we are. That's why we can say we're anointed and appointed and assigned. Father God, let us lay aside every sin, every weight that does so easily beset us that we might run the race. Lord, I don't know the condition of my brother's heart. Man looks on the outward appearance. God, you see the heart. I know what I saw with my eye, God. You know the details of his life. You know his prayer life. You know what he's struggling with, God. You know the wise to everything, Father. I remember him as an 18-year-old preacher in love with his wife. No, yes, 22-year-old preacher in love with his wife, having baby after baby. He wasn't a mega minister. So I know, Father, I loved him then. I pray, Father God, that if somehow he's in a place that he needs to get home. Father, and yet if there's still a place of repentance, that he would find his way home to you, God. Because, Father, they tell me that Esau found no place to repent. He played too long. He lived in deception too long. So this morning, I didn't know, this morning I lift my brother up. I lift him up. I pray for him. I pray for his children, his wife, his ex-wife. I pray, Father God, that if it's not too late, that he would be like David 
and whatever needs to be said or done to make things right in the body of Christ. I know we don't know any man, but to, we don't owe anyone anything but to love them. But love covers. Love doesn't want to be a stumbling block. Love doesn't want to give another man an excuse to commit sin. Love doesn't come along and validate your weaknesses and tell you it's going to be okay because God still loves you. Because in your closet, you're not living right. And you want to talk about love because you don't want to talk about repentance. Father God, I thank you and I praise you. I thank you and I praise you for all that you're doing in the earth right now. I thank you for the men and women of God that need to come correct. Some of them live a life that they're afraid to let go. They were seduced and deceived. Prophets for hire. Living the lifestyle of the world with all its bling and glamour. Camera ready. Father God, I ask, Lord God, and I pray for the body of Christ. I pray for leadership, God. I pray for the changing of the guard. Let your kingdom come, God. Your will be done. Let it be established on earth. That which you've decreed, that which you purpose, that which you planned, let it be so, God. Then there are the Gideons. You keep calling them. And they keep telling you what they're doing, what they're making. what they're baking, the job they have. Father God, let us realize that when you call us, you already know all that. In fact, you know more about us than we know about ourselves. I don't know about you, but at Overflowing Life Family Worship Center, every day gets a little tighter. Because God is digging a little deeper. Things are being shaken up. New foundations are being laid. And where there's a crack in our covering, God is sending restoration. God is bringing all the help that we need. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. God, we purpose to do and be all that you created us to do and be. Let us not be deceived. Father, first of all, you said, don't be deceived because you're not mocked. Mocked. We're going to reap what we sow. Better it be on this side of heaven while there's yet time to change than to wake up thinking you're on your way to heaven and wind up in hell. Not because your life wasn't perfect, but because your heart was never turned toward God. 
You never had a heart of submission. Father God, help us. I don't know where I am this morning, but we need help, God. We need help, God. We thank you for brand new mercies this morning. We thank you for another opportunity to get it right. We pray for the body of Christ. May we all take this brand new mercy and use it to build kingdoms, to come out from among them, to realize that no matter how much money they pay you, it comes with an eternal price. Who wants to stand before their maker with the blood of a generation in their hand? Now for me, (laughs) I'm not standing on an international platform. And maybe There's only a little blood. But, Father God, I don't want the blood of whoever's lie that I'm assigned to be on my hands when I meet you. I can't imagine how it grieves your heart. to see your people being deceived compromised by leadership. Let it not be so, God. Father, we praise you and we thank you that as we lay foundation, Lord, that you would be God in the midst of every brick, every mortar, everything that we do. Let your kingdom come this morning in our lives. Let it come individually, Father. Let your kingdom be our priority. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I pray my brother has righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I see the billionaire blessing. But God, I pray he did not exchange righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit in exchange for meat and drink and the riches of this world. God, some of us, our stakes are not that high. We're not looking at a billion dollars. We've sold the anointing for less than that, though. Bring us out of our places of deception, God. Those areas that we still struggle in. We ask that you would empower us to make the changes. You said in your word that those that are led by the Spirit of God, they will be called the sons of God. Father, our heart's desire is to be led by the Holy Spirit, to walk in obedience with him, in love with one another. 
We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence in our lives. I feel God. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father, for your presence in our lives. I thank you for how you're loving us, how you're strengthening us, how you're encouraging us. God, when I woke up this morning and I started looking up some things and looking at this particular brother's life, it was just a natural curiosity, I thought. But I realized, Lord, that you wanted me to see what was going on. Father God, I thank you that we are the bride of Christ. We are set apart. For Jesus. We are set apart, God. We represent him in the earth. Just like Abigail represented her husband, we as the bride, we represent our husband. We that are wives realize everywhere we go, they don't just see us. They look to see our covering, our husband. We are your church. We represent you. We are your bride. Everywhere we go in the earth, Jesus, they're looking to see who you are. I know as a woman, when women get engaged, the first thing they want to show you is the ring on their finger. We're engaged, betrothed to Jesus. The world is looking to see who we are in Christ. The world is looking to see the provisions that Christ has made for us. His bride. We represent him in the earth. And when we're disobedient, Jesus is not lifted up. When we compromise, he is not lifted up. When we decide it doesn't take all that, that holiness is an impossibility, they're looking at us to know who's their keeper, who is their husbandman. Father God, we want to represent you well. We ask for strength to us too. We recognize our humanity. You did too. That's why you sent the Holy Spirit. That's why you said, come, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, you will make them white as snow. That's why you said in your word, whoever sins we forgive are forgiven, 
and we are to forgive so that we would be forgiven. You knew that we would need, there would be days that we just needed you to forgive us, God. You knew the temptations of this world. That's why you said, seek first. Make me the priority. Ask for wisdom. I will give it. Resist the devil and he will flee. You gave us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Then you gave us power, two kinds of power, God. You gave us the authority to arrest the enemy and dudamus to blow him up. So, God, every place in our life where the enemy is trying to traffic, we arrest him this morning. We bind him in Jesus' name. And, Lord, you said whoever is bound on earth, whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. And whatever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. We loose the strength and the anointing to walk uprightly before you this morning, God. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. We may have been at a place of repentance last night. Maybe we didn't do it right, but joy comes in the morning. We thank you, Father, for joy unspeakable, filled with glory, filled with majesty, filled with praise. We thank you, Father, that we are the uncompromisingly righteous. Father, we thank you that we are not double-minded. Father, everywhere that we have been compromised, we ask for a spirit of conviction, excellence, and resolve to operate in our kingdom assignment. Father, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Father, sometimes we say half of that scripture, and we say there's no condemnation. But, Father, condemnation comes when we choose to live in the flesh. But this morning, God, We make a decision to turn to change. This morning, God, we choose to walk after the Spirit, according to Romans 8 and 1. We thank you, he whom the Son has set free is free indeed. John eight thirty six says, if the Son therefore make you free, you are free indeed. John 3, 17 says, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. We thank you for salvation this morning. We thank you for the glory that's assigned to our lives. Father God, where the spirit of condemnation has been trying to torment us, by overwhelming us with a sense of grief and remorse and shame. We confess our sins and we repent. We repent for every way in which we have violated our covenant relationship with you. We repent of every way that we've misrepresented the kingdom. In our places of disobedience, we repent, God, that the kingdom of God will be made manifest in the earth. Let your kingdom come, Lord. Your will be done in our life, in our homes, 
with our children. We bless our children this morning. We thank you to cover them, to protect them, to ride with them on the buses, to be with the bus drivers, God. Those that are assigned to get our children back and forth to to school on time. We ask that you would be with the buses, the bus drivers this morning. We ask that you would give them supernatural strength, God. Father God, we ask that you would touch their muscles, their joints, the areas of their bodies, Lord, that receive so much wear and tear in handling the buses, Father. We ask that you would give them peace in their mind. We ask you, Father God, to deliver and set free the bus drivers, Lord, so that the face of Jesus will be the face that these children see. Lord, we ask, Father God, that you would, your presence would be with each and every one of them. We thank you for angels that are on assignment to watch over the bus. We bind spirits of anger and murder and violence, self-hatred, low self-esteem, bullying spirits, spirits sent to torment, taunt, jeer. We bind in the name of Jesus. Father God, we come against spirits of illiteracy that would cause our children not to be able to learn and to retain. We bind the spirit of mind control that has been released over the generation, seeing what all they're not capable of. Every word that has been decreed over these children, Father. We bind them up in Jesus' name. And we ask for a release of your truth in their life, God. Lord, I've been studying, and there's all kind of statistics to prove all kind of things. But, Father, only you know what you put in each and every person. You know the strength of every individual. You know what's in their DNA. You know what was their assignment while they were in their mother's womb. You knew, you know what it is that they bring to the earth. And we decree over these young people's lives, let your kingdom come. Your will be done in their life. Father, whatever is going on in their home, we ask you to bring healing and deliverance to their homes, God. Parents all cracked out and getting high. Pornography all over the place. And God, I'm not talking about social economic status. For there's a real devil that doesn't care how much your house costs or how valuable your car is or how much money you have in the bank or the color of your skin, or the texture of your hair. Father, I ask that you watch over the children. You watch over and heal homes and families, God. Whether we are the oppressed or the oppressor, it's the same devil. 
the same coin. And he came to steal, kill, and destroy. So, Father God, we bind spirits of pride and arrogance. And that doesn't come with a social economic status either. Father, we thank you that our children are teachable. But we pray for teachers that are willing to stand up for the truth. So often we are like Elijah, and we think there's nobody around that's like us. So we stay in our cave, and we don't speak up. The devil dictates that there can be no prayer in school, no representation of Jesus Christ, or you would get fired. But what would happen? If we found out that there was more than no Jesus, that if they came out of their closet, there would be no way that you could fire everybody. God help us. Help us realize the taunting of the enemy. Yes, there's a war going on, but we have to be willing to report for duty if we're going to win. Empower our teachers. Father God, empower the teacher that says, I would say something, but I don't want to lose my job. I don't want to lose my seniority. Mm. there's enough of them to build new schools with vouchers and there's enough of them to do whatever is necessary to educate our children. Help them find one another as well to come out of their cave and realize I thought I was the only one Elijah told God he was the only prophet. God told him, I think there's 3,000 more like you. Some of our teachers need to realize there are thousands of teachers that believe in Jesus Christ. Father, cause us, wherever our sphere of influence is, to be willing to give an account of our faith. To be led by the Holy Spirit. Yes, there are some that are like Nicodemus that came to Jesus by night. But when it was time to stand up for Jesus, Nicodemus didn't stay in the closet. He took his body to be buried. God, he let everybody know that this is my Lord. This is my Savior. God, some of us need to come out of wherever we are and be willing to say to a lost and dying world, look, this is Jesus. We represent the kingdom, and we refuse to bow. Father, I thank you for the Daniels. We thank you for those that are willing to say, if I die, I die. But I'm going to represent Jesus. Father, we pray for the educators that are in that situation. And we realize in our own life, we're just like Peter sometimes, God. We talk a good talk while we're in church, but when the pressure comes, 
our actions show that we don't even know you. So we're not passing judgment. We're praying this morning. We're praying for the educators. We're praying for ourselves. Let your kingdom come, God. Your will be done in the educational system. We pray for the administrators. Makers. Let your kingdom come, God. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We pray for those that are making decisions regarding curriculum. We bind every devil that's sitting on this committee or these committees in the name of Jesus. We take authority over decisions that are being made to entrap an entire generation in perversion and uncleanness. We ask you, Father God, let your kingdom come. Your will be done. Let it be established. May the fear of the Lord return to the hearts of your people. When the fear returns to us, then the fear will return to the earth. Father God, we thank you for today. This is the day that you've made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Are there any prayer requests online this morning? It looks like Talk Show has been knocking us on and off um, all morning long. So I don't know who's quite still on this morning. Um, if you don't have a prayer request, I'm going to ask that in your prayer time that you would consider, continue to lift up Pastor P and um, our family, pray for his health and his strength. We're in a season of transition. Uh, I believe we're going from glory to glory. I believe that in the midst of all of this, the glory of God is being made manifest. Uh, Sometimes what you see will make you feel one way. That's the deception. If I looked at what I saw, I would make one set of decisions. But instead of judging, it's not about how we feel, what we see. It's about what the word says. The word is our reality. And for someone that doesn't know Jesus, that may seem like a whole lot of foolishness. But I believe the word is true. So we're standing in faith for his recovery. We're making decisions based on where we were headed before he got sick. We know Our God is faithful. We won't be deceived by what we see. I believe we started talking about deception this morning.
God is doing an awesome work in your life. So don't be discouraged by what you see. Continue to press into purpose. Press into the call. For where he has called you, he has anointed you, he has appointed you. And he has assigned blessings to life. And he will do exceedingly abundantly more than you could ever think or ask. Holy Spirit, thank you for this morning. I'm not sure people could even hear this morning. Father, you know. But we decree blessings over the house. Blessing over your children. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed this week as you enjoy your family. As you go about being king, representing the king. We will be back on at 6.31 Monday, 724-444-7444. Call ID one three eight seven six eight. Be blessed. Have a great day.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.